everyone. So on a, <laughs> a weird, difficult morning, clearly because of what's going on in this election. But anyway, um, I don't want to talk about that because really our victory is the victory uh, from within. Um, one of the things that, and it will all be decided and you know, we'll all carry on, hopefully. Um, one of the... So, you know, in the light of everything, victory um, is something which I feel really strongly about um, and about going on this path. And I haven't, I've been out here, but not really. I've just been trudging along. Um, but for the most part, I've been, you know, kind of, um, I've been re-sculpted or I've been kind of torn down on this path. And it's been difficult and I, you know, I've had to see things I hadn't, didn't want to see. And then one, in one, you know, flagrant, incredible, brazen moment of courage, I actually saw the moment that I was um, taken to be abused and, and, and a trauma. Um, and it was the most difficult um, thing to see. It was actually, yeah. And I was kicking and screaming, and it was just horrific. And, you know, I always talk about you have to see the moment the trauma happened, and then, the, the, like, you know, I, I got the, the little girl that after it first happened, but then I'd never seen really or, or been in the experience of the moment it happened before, the shock of being, you know, left dropped off at somebody's house and then, you know, to be abused for money. And I saw that. And I had to get there. I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to be in the car with two parents. I thought it was one parent that was, a, you know, whatever. And it was shocking and awful. And so in your, on your path, whatever your path is, wherever it takes you, whether it's, a, you know, Santiago de Compostela, if it takes you to a boga or to a rave or to, it doesn't matter, or ayahuasca or whatever. The thing is, the victory is to go in, to take up arms for yourself, to, and I was, you know, thinking, in the end, you just have to commit. There's no, there's no easy way out. There's no, you know, water park slide that you just go down and that you splash and it's over. Um, and I was always worried, I suppose, about seeing that, confronting them, you know, I would collapse, I would die, I would, you know. But actually, it's just like, oh, that was it? You know, that, that was it? I suppose because I've, you know, once you begin cutting down the jungle, not to, by, by the way, underestimate what happened and the horror and the feeling of my little kid, but I saw it and I could manage to fully see it and feel it and I didn't die. 
And I wasn't overwhelmed. Was I overwhelmed with feeling? Yes, I was upset. It was horrific. I cried. I wept. I... But after, what, 20 years, really, of being chucked off the road, so to speak, I saw it. I saw the secret, the evil, the trauma, the horror, the feelings. I didn't die. Did it upset me? Was it challenging? Did it take up a lot of my life? Yes, it did. Did I still function? Yes. Do I have a Rolls Royce? No. <laughs> but a Rolls Royce would have just been another obstacle. Right? So, again, no one can do this path for you. No one can fix you. They can guide you. Um, but you have to have the commitment within to want to heal. And you're going to get stopped on the way, and things are going to scare you, and it's like being a little bit, little bit like being in a haunted house where you are, you know, the one that was hurt, and, you know, but you... When you get to the it of the it, you can finally release them. You can finally reconnect with your little boy, your little girl. And it's no big shakes. This is insane to say after 20 years. And I say it's no big shakes. I mean, it's, the journey itself is huge because the fear has been holding you back, right? It's huge because of all the ghoulies in that little space of that little person, that little toddler all the monsters that are all around it, it's terrified or whatever, right? It's just, it's alone, it's unsafe, it's, you don't know what's going to happen next. If you're on unstable ground, you're just like, you know, you're terrified, you don't know what's going to happen next. So, that's the terrifying part. And also, the seeing is awful, right? But you're here now. That energy is leftover debris. You just need to bring them home. You need to say, you know what? I have the courage to stand up for my little boy, my little girl. Because I'm going to go in there. You have to be a parent. You have to be the ultimate loving parent. You have to be the parent that never was. There's no having parents again. You're not going to get them back. They're not going to become, you know, what they were. The problem was, well, the problem, actually, the great um, victory, the, well, the victory, well, the survival mechanism was to project, you know, and to put a Michelin five-star source on rotting meat. Right? And to pretend them into existence. But again, that was also my savior. Right? Have we, did, did we not compensate in the way we compensated? It might have completely overwhelmed us. 
So it's both kind of good and bad. It's a double-edged sword. To not know is actually a survival mechanism until it's a vault, until it's a, you know, you're being choked on a noose of refusal. And I think most probably you have to be ready at some point in your life to go face it all. I don't know. I have no idea. But um, there is victory at the end of this. You know, if you're standing in the front of a very dark tunnel that you have to go through, it's terrifying. You don't know what's going to happen. That's what it's like for a child. It doesn't know what's going to happen. It doesn't know if it's going to get hurt or how it's going to get hurt or is the monster suddenly going to change on them, you know, if there's drugs and alcohol or whatever, you know, that anything could happen. They themselves are very volatile, right, the people that are looking after you. If there's trauma, again, this is all about trauma. Um, so the deep dive into the bottom of the ocean, in murky waters, in instability, in your own uprooted being, is a huge crusade. It is the Holy Grail. When did I split off from me? When did you split off from you? When did you abandon and leave yourself behind to the mercy of the wolves? So, in an attempt to survive, I abandoned my little girl. I severed. I joined the dark side. I agreed. I legitimized. I severed to survive. It was an act of survival. I didn't choose it. Not that I know of. Um, who would choose that, right? Who would choose that? But it was a choice made out of love. I would never have survived had I not have cut that off and severed that off. My poor little girl. My poor little girl. And your poor little child, girl or boy, that has had to live hidden, carrying an ideology that goes against every you know, cell in her or his body. Because that's what you do when there's trauma, in that adaptation. So it was awful because it was a falsehood, and yet that's all I had. You have lemons, you make lemonade. Right? You're on a landscape where you've got like, you know, a protractor and a, and a corkscrew. You've got to figure this shit out. You've got nothing. So it's a good and a bad taste, you know. I had to do it. I had no choice. But the strength of our souls and our spirits are huge. And whilst this piece of art, my soul that languished in a cave somewhere in an embryo, you know, embryonic position, just curled up in a fetal position, there was never a full abandonment. At some point, 
the knocking of that life force kicked me off a cliff. And if you submit because you have to to an ideology, to, to evil, to darkness, it's a huge suffering, right? It's not the light, it's not flowers in the sun, it's not being nurtured, it's being refused, being refused your voice in the name of someone else. But don't underestimate your spirit or your courage or your strength. And as Churchill says, you know, when you're in hell, just keep going, never give up, but never. I've always believed that somewhere in my soul. You never, ever give up. Even in the darkest moments, there's always a place to find joy, to find hope and optimism. And it's a balance between the light and the dark, right? It's that constant juggling. But if you don't face the dark, then you stay in the dark. That means you live on, you know, 40% online instead of 100% online. Why? Because you can't bear to see the truth. The truth cannot kill you. That's certainly one thing I learned. And I've seen things that no one should have to see. There is darkness in this world. There's a lot of it. And we can't heal it if we don't see it. There is no there's only hobbling and paralysis and a crippling if we don't admit to the what's really going on. If we continuously, you know, use filters. We don't want the world to be what it is. We just don't want it. We want it to be, you know, redesigned, refiltered reconsidered. We don't want to actually go in and this is it. Is this the truth? It doesn't have 40 flavors. <laughs> it has one flavor. Because we think it's too much. Because we think it's going to be too overwhelming. Because we think it's going to kill us. What actually kills us is not seeing it. What actually ends up burying us is not seeing it. So has it been hard, difficult? Yes, I, you know, in that darkness there was an enormous amount of suffering. Too much to even, but that, what's done is done, right? So At the end of it, it really is just, um, it's just time, right? And there is no time. And we think there's time because we're here and then we're not here. We're in this form and then we're in another form. 
right? It's like the boil the water, freeze the water, boil the water, freeze the water. You know, but these, um, yeah, these stains, these traumas, it's their wounds, their festering wounds that, um, you know, I hate anything to do with doctors or injections or any of that stuff, you know, it's just like I cannot face that stuff. It's like I have to face, like facing all your wound. But, you know, you have to take up arms and you need to crusade, crusade and, you know, we do a lot of fighting for causes, but we do little fighting for ourselves. Yeah. And, yes, we have to fight for one another, but most importantly, we have to fight for ourselves. We have to fight for inherited stuff. We have to fight for stuff that happens here and now. We have to fight to heal our traumas, to connect. We have to fight for ourselves. We can't, I can't love if I can't love myself, right? It's the ultimate sacrifice, you know, it's like the parent for the child. How far will you go to save your child? You know, what will you do? Having been a mother, I you know we know I know what that is. You'll do anything, anything. So, it's a hard, long slog. If you know, if the, if you're hardened by all of it, if you've been defined by it, if your life has been built around the wound. And you think, this is it, this is all I've got, I'm going to be online 20%, live on anxiety, on medication, I'm going to talk this thing into oblivion, i.e. this is never going to move. Then, you know, you have to remember that there is incredible hope. There's hope and there's um, the potential for conquest and victory. You just have to stick to it like anything. If I want to be anything, be a great pianist or discover, you know, the cure for cancer, you just got to keep at it, you know, even when you fall down, even when it's like sucks, even when it's like I can't see this and I don't want this and I've got to go back to Peru and, you know, I don't know what I'm going to see when I go into that ceremony and, I, you know, it's, you just got to keep going in. And, you know, even if it takes you into the deepest caverns of your soul, there might be even more caverns. I don't know what is there more to see. I don't know. But there's victory. That you can actually deal with it. You can deal with everything you have to see. You can deal with it. Even being in the back of a car, being taken to be abused, you can deal with it. It's horrible, terrific. Because our life force is oh so much bigger. And the universe will show up to help you. I didn't get here by myself. No, 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 no. 
I was truly buried. I was terrified. I was terrified of my own shadow. I could barely speak. I was deeply drowned. Deeply. You know, it's like, you know, when they, they came to Rome, you know, with all the, the spoils of war, thousands of, you know, chariots kind of pouring into the city. You know, I was under that chariot. I was being, you know, rolled over, over and over again by the wheels of those, that, those chariots as the conquest came marching in. The darkness, we've won, we've taken her soul. She's our slave now, she's our bitch. She belongs to us. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But I knew I was never going to just stay there. It was not going to happen. I may have severed and disappeared, and but the universe is always waiting. It's always going to show up. When you've exhausted all possibility, when you've come to the edge of nothing, when you think you are, like Wordsworth says, with beaded bubble winking at the brim, and it just smashes you. It might take you to the end, like you have to question every thought, every reason. Why am I here? Why did this happen? The universe won't let you get away with it forever. It'll show up one way or the other, in a hospital bed, in a divorce court, the bottom of a well, under a bridge with a heroin needle up your arm. You're going to be forced to deal at some point. If you have trauma, you'll be forced to deal. And you can take it kicking and screaming, which I certainly had moments of. Actually, I was kicking and screaming when I was going to be abused is when I was kicking and screaming. You know? I didn't want to go into the cave. I didn't want to go in to see all of this. I wanted to be that, them to be perfect. They were perfect. They were the best. We were all so happy. <laughs> I was going to do everything right. I was going to go to university. And I was going to be the perfect person. I was going to make them right. I was, they were going to love me regardless of everything. You know, you don't need to suffer as much. You don't need to. You know, was all that suffering worth it? I don't know, right? Does it really matter? The truth is that there's just a simple, very simple task of commitment. That's it. I'm not going to persuade anyone. I'm not going to do it for anyone. I'm not going to, you know make it work for anyone? I can't. No one can. You have to want it. You have to want your own survival. You have to love you. No one can do it for you. If you don't want it, then fine. You can continue to live in the, you know, 
in that unstable place, you can, you know, no one has a right to tell you whether to go or not to go. You have to, you have to make that decision. You need to be pushed into that place. And your heart has to take you. Even if my heart was closed, I was terrified. I'd, you know, lived with a 10,000 fantasies of lies. I actually pushed off the cliff. But once I was off the cliff, it was like, okay, this is it. And again, you know, guides help will show up, even though you're blinkered and the fog is thick and you're alone and you're lost. You've always been lost. And if you've been traumatized, you've always been alone and lost. That's it. There's no, it's actually not really that different from being traumatized, actually other than the fact that this time you really don't know. Before you're making up stories and whatever. Now there's no stories to make up. Now you're in the, you know, the true, true journey. So there is victory. You know, when you get to see everything, once you've been through everything, it sucks, blah, blah. I thought, oh God, if I finally get to that place where I finally see it all, I won't be able to cope, I'll die, I'll be, you know, no. Everything will be released. Your defense mechanisms collapsed. You will wail. You will weep. You will not want to see what you want. You need to see. The whole picture of these people collapsed. The truth, yuck. But they're no longer attached to it. You've released the attachment. You know the truth. That's fucking amazing. You no longer have to live there. You're not scared anymore. You know who they are. They can't affect you now. As a child, yes, but not now. And you take her back. You take your child back. You take your soul back. You're not being pinned down by the you're not a mouse being pinned down by an elephant's foot. The elephant deflates. It has no more power. It can't terrify you anymore because you've charged the, best, the, the Bastille. You've taken off the blinkers. You can face the truth. The guy's a cunt. That's it, whatever, the woman's whatever. It was a cunt, he was a piece of evil. I'm not scared of the truth. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to kill you. It no longer owns me. He's just another miserable cunt. What can I tell you? Finally, the door's opened. You can now finally go outside. Actually, inside. You can actually now go inside. You get your space back, your energy back. Because that trauma and that fear is holding tons of energy. You don't live in resistance. Life is easier. Your view isn't blinkered anymore. It's a victory. A huge, raging victory. You mean I had to 
you know, pull back the baroque and see all the ants underneath. Yeah, that's what, yeah. You have to see that, yeah. You don't have a false identity anymore. You're not a made-up defense system. You're not armor anymore. You're not projecting your fantasy onto people when they're not really there because you're so scared of seeing the truth of you. You can just see them. They're nice. They're nice. I like them. I like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. You have a compass back. You can navigate with truth and with clarity as opposed to fear, projection, failure, disappointment, and loneliness. If you're not home, you're nowhere. I mean, you can invent relationships, you can invent people, you can project, you can, you know, create lots of bubbles in the bubble bath, but it's still water. At some point, the bubbles will die down, become water again. And then there's like the whole notion of, oh, you know, oh, there's, you know, I thought the world was good, I thought the people were nice. Yeah. Like anything great, you have to fight for it. The universe is full of obstacles. Every day, all day, every day. For what reason, I have no idea. It works best when you're actually seeing everything as it truly is, awful as it may be. I don't know how she tapped me into the past. I have no idea. It was all, obviously all in my memory. It was all there. It was just hidden. I didn't know it was this big. I didn't know it had this much you know, energy. It was like an alien entity. I had no idea about any of it. It was deeply hidden. But that's the great thing about the universe. It was like, okay, time now. right? You survived that. You managed to, you know, build a fortress and a vault, you know, which is bad and good. Bad because, you know, I refused myself. Good because it saved me till I was ready to face it. Oh, the years lost, what I could have done. doesn't matter. None of it matters. This is an endless, eternal thing that's happening here. There's not, there's no time to it. There's no... Yeah, just you're here in one form and then you're gone, right? You're here as a frozen bit of water, then you're a bit of like, you know, you're just back to water as a liquid. You might be here as gas and you go back to liquid, whatever. You're material and then you're not material or something else. Yeah, I, you know, it's... It's that. It's just face it, see it, commit. That's it, really. That my whole thing is just here: is commit, commit to to going home, commit to bringing you home. Commit, commit, commit. And sometimes you don't even know you have to commit because you don't even know what's going on. But if you're pushed onto the side road. 
take it to the end. And most probably if you're being pushed to the side road is because you kind of have no choice. <laughs> so the victory, the victory is, wow, okay, I finally get it. I finally know. It can finally let it all go. Now you can say, let it go, let it go. Yeah. 20 years later. Yeah, I think I can let it go now. I know, I've seen it. It's open. It's a, right? It's all here. We don't have to, I don't have to pretend these people into existence. I don't have to run from my child. I can embrace my little girl, my little boy, right? You can embrace your inner child. It can tell you what actually happened. Then forgiveness, I don't know about that. That's not, I don't even know how that works. But I think uh, what I do see is that it, if you face it, then it no longer has any relevance really. So they don't really have much relevance. So they don't really have all that power that you'd given them, you know. Like, who cares, really? I just got my little girl back. You can't get people back. They're not going to become the parents that you wanted them to be. They're going to be exactly who shows up on that journey. You know, they're going to have their, their costumes, their fancy dress. They'll no longer be wearing it. You know, they'll be in their prison garb. <laughs> They'll be in their truth, ugly as it is. And, you know, some people go, oh, well, I can find compassion for them. And that's not, I'm not there yet. And I don't even know if I ever will be. I just hope it all dissolves. And it becomes, you know, um, a memory that, you know, eventually erases because it, the only way anything has power is if you give attention to it and if it, if it means something to you. Like, a zillion people are living on the planet. Why aren't I worried about, you know, Joe Blow in, you know, Somalia? I'm not worried about his life. It doesn't mean anything, right? So it can't affect me if it doesn't hold an energetic pull in my own system. It's the things that have energetic buoyancy and are electrified in your own system that are keeping you, you know, from growing or whatever, right? So once you see um, the truth and you cut down the forest and then in a way they don't really matter, nothing really, you know, they, they only matter as long as they're, as long as you're connected and attached to them, plugged into, and you're only held captive if you agree not to, to, to see it, right? There was only, there's only one way that they were important is because they'd captured, they'd used my little girl to, you know, to be sexually abused and that had a huge psychological and emotional impact on her. I couldn't be held hostage unless that there was that huge impact, right? So they wouldn't mean anything unless 
they had that huge impact. So it's not as solid as you think. That's um, actually also part of it. It's only solid because you have solid fear around it. You have a solid, functioning, powerful, magnetic connection to it, which is fear. But again, this is all energy. So, you know, things are bombarding particles until they become material, right? So everything has the potential of becoming something. But otherwise, it's just bombarding particles. And then some things become material and some things don't. So the more you're attached to it, I suppose they call it the kleshas in India, the more material it becomes, the more power it has, the more identity it has. So once you face it, it kind of loses its momentum. It kind of deflates. They can no longer be that important. The, the fear is no longer that important because you've rescued your child. You've allowed the child, you've been there with the child to see what happened. You can relax. Let him or her release her fears. And once they're released, then the thing that owns the child doesn't really have any power left, really. So, you know, there's a lot of, again, attachment and fear, and it's kind of like a solidified thing. It's like you're bracing for the storm. You're bracing in bed for the storm that's coming, right? You're bracing for the, the guy that's going to hit you, the mother that's going to scream at you, judge you, blame you, whatever. I remember I was in a fetal position when he was screaming at me about my grades, you know, or something. Um, it's the bracing. It's the terror. It's the not seeing. It's the the holding on to a feeling. And if it's really bad, like in trauma, where, you know, you're physically hurt or, you know, whatever, abandoned, then it, that these it's like big stains that are like very, you're connected to them, right? That you're connected to these energies. And the thing is to disengage, unplug, put on your, you know, pull up the breaker switch has been shut down when you have all this fear and you're bracing for this terror. Which is why we need to go back and face it because, and, and I'm talking like real time, not in like talking facing, I'm talking like right there again in that moment. Because that's where the breaker switcher got shut down. So, um, there is a victory for you. There's a victory for everyone in the release of all that energy, in the release of that terror you know nothing can be you know if it's like nature it keeps going you can't have pools of water that are stagnating and festering and and full of you know disease right the, the body needs to keep flowing it needs to keep pushing shit out keep needs to keep releasing you know you can't be in a braced position forever, the tension will, you know, you'll eventually just die, right? You'll just, I mean, you're going to die anyway, but like, the universe is always asking us to release, let go, you know, accept the next situation, move into the next situation. I can't keep flowing if I have a big chunk of me that's just, 
you know, wounded and festering and staying in one place and, and bracing. Because again, you know, it's all happening at the same time. Nothing is, you know, it, it needs to be flowing all the time. And then there'll be something else and another obstacle and whatever. But, you know, one thing is facing an obstacle when you're two or three, and one thing is facing an obstacle when you're 60 or 40 or 30, right, whatever. It really is like opening up a whole piece of your real estate that's been, you know, closed off for construction for the last 300 years or whatever. You have to let that door open, let that energy, you know, come out. Let it be aired and cleansed and healed and, you know. And then the wound can heal. You can only heal the wound once you've pinpointed it. It might take about, you know, another year, another few weeks, I don't know, for it to all close up, right? For it all to be, it was operated on, it was like, you know, it's like an operation. You get operated on, you know, the wound needs to heal, you see it, da-da-da, da-da-da, healing, integration, blah, blah, blah oneness again okay you you've you've dealt with it and what comes next I have no idea but that that lack of connection to that was huge so yes um you know like anything you've got to want it enough if you want it enough, the universe shows up. You will get help. You will be guided. If you continue to resist it, you continue to live in it. That's how it works. It's quite simple. You know, you might be called to go into places you've never been before. Um, a lot of it sucks, seeing shit. Right? But a lot of it's amazing because of the love that you get to see and feel and your whole world might be turned upside down but hey cities have come and gone been burnt to the ground and a zillion people have died and been born again right so what's new not much what are you holding on to why why does it matter so much and if she throws you in like if you're in hell, just keep going. Surrender to something bigger. Know that there's always help if you surrender. Always. You know, if it was grotty and awful, it was grotty and awful. What are you going to do? You can't change them. You can't change the situation. You can, however, release yourself from captivity. And then... How can they exist anymore? No one exists unless you give attention to them. No one exists unless you're you know, electronically tied up to them and you're insist, you insist on revisit, visiting them every day. As they say, if it's not in your attention span, it doesn't exist. What's happening to my neighbor, I don't know about. It's absolutely the most important thing to her, but I have no idea. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's not on my radar, right? So look at your radar and commit to just commit to being to to healing. And it may take a zillion years, it may take a day, it may take ten thousand medications, it may take one 
may take a rave party, it may take ayahuasca, it may take you know, whatever. But commit. And I think the greatest thing I've learned is that there's so much love. You know, I, I mean, I connect to it in these other realms. It's just huge. And all this trauma is, is no love. No love. And it may not be anything like this experience, or it might be similar, or it might be whatever. But just commit. That's it. Just commit. Commit to you. Go bring your kid home. You know, pat it down, love it. Give it breakfast. Come home. Come home to this huge, eternal, infinite thing of love that screws up now and again. <laughs> okay, bye.